Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, referee John McCarthy has called a stop to this contest at three minutes, four seconds of round number two. Declaring the winner by knockout and undisputed UFC lightweight champion of the world, the notorious Connor time it is. It's time for the majority decision coming to you live from the great state of Texas right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg The Truth. The co-host of the show is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. want to thank everybody for tuning in and giving us a listen. want to invite you to follow us on Twitter at MajorityMMA and like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, please go ahead and do so. And if you're an iTunes user or a user of a downloading method that offers the option to give us a rating, we'd love for you to get on there and give us a rating. Let us know what you think about the show. Man, still coming off of a hangover, I guess, an MMA hangover from UFC 205 and what took place there, and we come right off of, of course, the big UFC 205 and dip right into another MMA-filled weekend. We had two UFC events and a Bellator event go down this weekend. A couple of interesting fights for sure, and as soon as the Black Belt joins us, we're going to jump back a little bit to UFC 205 and kind of cover some of the things that we didn't get to cover on last week's show. Man, it was just such a such a stacked card, I think, everything. And it was a stacked card that delivered, you know. And it was full of good fights. It wasn't a pushover card like UFC 200 was, which was, I think, generally from everybody got the feeling or, or had the feeling that that was a show that under-delivered. Of course, injuries and drug uh, test issues killed it, but um, UFC 205, that wasn't the case. Um, it was, uh, we only lost one fight because Kevin Gaston couldn't make weight. Uh, well, I guess he made, he made welterweight, but uh, he didn't make his scheduled fight weight, and I can't stress again how unprofessional that is and no I've never caught I've never cut weight so no I don't know how hard it is I've seen other people do it I've been around other guys that are cutting weight and trying to make a specific weight I'd realize how tough it is and I know that it's very taxing on your body but when you're a professional at the highest level and you can't make weight you gotta maybe put some thought into 
coming to the realization that you're you're in the wrong weight class, and um, Kevin Gastelum might just be in the wrong weight class. But let's take a look at some of the some of the fights that did take place. Of course, right off the bat, the women's bantamweight fight that opened up the card, the main card, um, was Misha Tate versus Raquel Pennington. And Fayaz, uh, Misha Tate loses this fight. It wasn't a close fight. And at the end of it, she, no. she says she's had enough. She calls it a career. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to miss Misha Tate. Watching her for a long time it was kind of sad when she retired. I don't know what went on in her corner, but uh, I feel like Misha Tate probably could have had a resurgence had she uh, gotten a different trainer. Somewhere along the line, you know, maybe went outside the box a little bit, um, got away from Brian Carroll Alexis. You know, it just seemed like her her striking never took off. Um and uh, I think that was I, I I think I think that's that's the part that started getting her towards the end. Everybody else was a, a little bit more well-rounded than she was, and uh, it's kind of tough. So props to Misha Tate. You know, at least she got to be the champ before she retires, and you know, champ in two organizations, two of the biggest organizations, and we'll miss her. Yeah, and that's nothing to ride home on, champ. To be world champion in two different organizations is uh, is definitely something that will go down and and something that she should be remembered for. She was a good fighter and good representative of the sport. Um, I had an opportunity way back in the day to interview her for a little while, and she always seemed nice and approachable and fan-friendly. And um, she even carried a young girl down a mountain uh, who had a yeah. suffered from a broken arm. So as far as we That's know, awesome. she was a, she was a good person and uh, a good fighter. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Always be a fan of Misha Tate. So yeah, definitely. So jumping back down to the preliminary card, Frankie Edgar gets a win over Jeremy Stevens, but man, I think Jeremy Stevens is going to look back at this particular fight and look at this one as the one that got away from him. He was, he was razor close uh, to finishing uh, Edgar up in the second round. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Frankie escaped, man, by the skin of his teeth on that one. I, uh, I'm i a big Jeremy Stevens fan, man. That guy that guy comes in and he comes to fight, and he's really big at that weight, um, which, uh, you know, tends tends to make a difference. You know, Frankie Edgar, I think, I think he's, he's not far off from where he fights. So I think, uh, you know, he, he that's why he uses his movement so well and his wrestling and everything like that. But, you know, he's been shown in the past that if he takes a good shot, it, it's going to, you know, it's going to damage him, but he is able to recover, you know, more often than not. A lot of heart, a lot of uh, a great resilience by Edgar. And we've seen that in the past where he's been in trouble and fought through the storm and came back and pulled out a win. I mean, outside of that second round, um, really the fight wasn't probably wasn't all that close. That group, like you said, he does such a good job of moving. He's got great movement, good head movement, great footwork, good speed, moves in and out well. And um, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do next in that 145-pound division 
Of course, we covered it last week. Conor McGregor, of course, as everybody knows, obviously, um, he's the two two division champion now. And uh, I just I can't see him fighting again at 145. I just don't see that. Happening. No, I can't see him fighting again. And in fact, you know, it's going back to you know something you said. You know, I think 155 is really the perfect division for him. You know. It, you know, one, he has to eat to get to 169, right? And then he weighs in at 169, mm-hmm. and then that's, he's 169, right? Everybody yeah. else, you know, 170 guys, man, they're all, you know, 190, 185, 100, you know, 200 pounds, and, uh, you know, they all cut to make 70. You know, 55 is a perfect weight, right? He's lean, but he's full, mm-hmm. you know? So he's yeah. not, not, you know, you know 45 when he would weigh in, he looked like a skeleton, right? He still kind of looks like yep. a skeleton at 55, but it's not as bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without question. And I like I, I like the move to lightweight because, um, you know, like I was saying last week, he looked great. The power translated to 155. The speed was there. I mean, and take nothing away from Eddie Alvarez, who absolutely looked terrible. But, I mean, for every ounce that, that Eddie Alvarez looked awful, Conor McGregor looked phenomenal. I mean, if I'm awesome. And, right. I mean, if I'm honest. And uh, nobody, you yeah. know, anybody who listens to the show knows that I'm not a McNugget. I don't think Conor McGregor walks on water like a lot of people do. Um, but, uh, man, give the devil his due. He looked tremendous. And I like the lineup of guys that are staring him in the face at 155, Tony Ferguson, Rafael Dos Anjos, oh, yeah. another match possibly with Nate Diaz. I mean, there are some great matchups at 155 with Conor Definitely. Man, I, you know, it's a lot of exciting fights, 55 for Conor McGregor. It seems like, you know, 40, 45, well, it's a lot of exciting fights. You know, it's all the same guys, you know, kind of hovering around yeah. the top for you know, 55, man, that, that division is, uh, it's, it's stacked pretty deep and there's just a lot of guys coming out of the woodwork. I mean, Ferguson, you know, I never thought I'd see Ferguson go on the run that he's on. I mean, he's just on a tear right now. It's like, nobody can stop that guy, you know? And, uh, that's, uh, which is a true testament to how deep that division really is. Yeah. Without question. Um, man, in a kind of what I thought was, a, I don't know, I, I don't know, if I thought it was a, a complete stunner. Because um, Joe Romero, you know, say what you want about the guy, you know, a little bit of a cheater, likes to sit on the stool a little bit too long. I think he failed a drug test um, maybe once or twice. Yeah. But, uh, man, that knee was brutal. Chris Weidman ate it right in between the eyes. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, he ate it. It wasn't right between the eyes, though. But it cut. It, I mean, it split his head. It it hit him kind of in the side of the head. It was a weird spot where it hit him, and uh, all I know is as soon as it happened, I was like, "He's got to go to the hospital, man. That doesn't even look good." But I don't think he did. I think he was at the press conference. So uh, he uh, he. I mean, he just. You know, it was kind of you know luck of the draw on that one. He just uh, he just jumped right into it. So, you know, Chris Weidman, man, I, you know, and he looked he looked super lean, didn't he? 
Did he look, yeah. you know, unusually thin? Yeah, he, he did look a little thinner than he did pre- in, in previous fights, I felt. So that maybe the the muscle didn't – I mean, he's not, not like a swollen guy anyway. But I, I think I, I, I no. saw the same difference you're talking about. Not, not at all. He just looked, he looked real, real, real lean. You know, leaner than he usually does. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, he always looks a little bit heavier when he fights, a little fuller, and he just looked like uh, he was super depleted. He was moving real well, though. He just ate that knee. You know, my my thought with Chris Weidman was if he can take Yolo Romero into deeper waters, you know, he's got a better chance to avoid that power. Yeah, and, the you know, the knee was just a well-timed thing. He, he caught him on a shot, right? He, he, Weidman shot in, yeah. and that's how he caught, caught him with the knee. I'm having a trouble. I'm, I'm trying to remember it. I don't think I saw all of that fight. All, all I remember is seeing Weidman kneeling down with the blood just pouring from his head. And, uh, man, not a, uh, not a good sight to see. The uh, hometown boy <laughs> doesn't walk out with the victory. Right, right, Women, definitely. Women's straw weight fight. Um, man, Carolina, uh, well, jo- Joanna did pretty much what I thought she was going to do, and that's uh, dominate for the most part. Carolina, I thought, fought a good fight. In the beginning, it felt like, and we may have talked a little bit about this Sunday, but uh, in the beginning, it felt like maybe she was just happy to be there, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, you know, is it not that she was happy to be there. You know, she had at one point said that, uh, you know, Joanna was, you know, kind of her idol. You know, she looked up to, you know, coming up, you know, in combat sports, kickboxing, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, I think it took her a, a two or three rounds to get over that. And once she yeah. got over it, she kind of she kind of opened up. And, uh, you know, if, if uh, you, you can you pick a fight for a good analogy on that one is uh, GSP Matt Hughes, number one, right? He was he was mm-hmm. kind of dominating. GSP's kind of dominating the fight. He's you know he's got Matt Hughes, but you know he takes him down, and uh, he's doing something, and he just gets caught. He gets caught in an armbar, and he even he even comes back to say later on that man, I was just, you know, I couldn't believe I was fighting Matt Hughes. You know, <laughs> that's 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 what yeah. he says. Sometimes I think it's you know it's an awe type thing, but I think. I think Carolina, you know, if not, could have gave her a run for five rounds. Maybe could have beat her had she just opened up a little bit more, you know, in the beginning of the fight. Yeah, I like both of both of those ladies' style of fighting, you know, stand and technical and very tough. Very tough matchups for all the other ladies in that division. And uh, either Definitely. one of those two, Carolina or Johanna. Um, yes. Anything else about 205 that stood out to you? To you know what? I can't. No, nah, you know what? I can't think of anything about 205 that, uh, you know, we didn't go over other than, uh, you know, from there on, it was just a shellacking all the way through, right? So we, we, we covered all the good stuff on 205 and, uh, 
uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to Woodley Thompson, too. That's got to happen. And then we move on from there, man. And then, of course, you got Cormier and those guys that they're coming up. So we got some good fights coming up in December, too. Yeah, no question. The year's going to definitely finish out strong. December's December's lined up pretty good. Um, Saturday had two UFC events, 99 and 100. And uh, I didn't get to see uh, any of these fights. So, well, I take that back. I saw a little bit of uh, uh, of one fight on the uh, Bader Noguera card, but I didn't get to see any of these fights. But just jumping off uh, the page to me, Gegard Mousasi avenges a loss in dominating fashion against Uriah Hall, who I think is highly, highly, highly overrated. Yeah, man. You know what? Uh, Uriah Hall, man, is talented. He's a great athlete. And, you know, on the Ultimate Fighter show, he was just an animal. But then when they stuck him out there, you know, so to say, in the real world, right, he just yeah. it just wasn't there. It, and I, it's like I was waiting for this guy to, you know, come on, and he just never did. And, uh, you know, he beat – you know, he beat Musasi pretty decisively, you know, but it was like, you know, it was like a Chris Weidman thing, right? Musasi shot, and, you know, you uh, mm-hmm. you know, Uriah just, you know, jumps inside, kicked him in the face as he was shooting. It was, uh, you know, you know, it was a, it was, it was a beautiful finish, but I, I kind of agree with you on that, man. You know, Uriah Hall is just kind of a, uh, it's like it's like you're just waiting for that guy to just you know break open, but he never does. Yeah, he's now five and six in the UFC, and that's his third loss in a row. His fourth loss in his last uh, six fights. Um, that might be. It's possible that could be it for him. He could be yeah. uh, Bellator bound. He could be. He could be, and that's okay, man, because Bellator's coming on strong right now. So. Uh, yeah, you know. Speaking of Bellator yeah, coming got... on strong, yeah, you saw Fedor Emelianenko is going to be fighting Matt Mitrione. Oh my God! Come on, man! <laughs> In February, I think. This is news to me. I didn't know about this. Yep. I hope Mitrione beats him, dude. I I just it wouldn't man, surprise me one bit. Yes, man. Why? I'd rather see him fight Bader. You know what I mean? I just, I can't, I can't even get into it, man. I don't even want to talk about Fedor anymore. I, I just, I just don't. It's like he just picks the easy ones, right? He picks the easy ones yeah. for the money, man. Just, you know. Oh, Matreon beats him because I think that's why he picked that guy because he thinks he can walk through him. I hope Matreon beats him. If Mitrion can come out and, and, and be light on his feet and use his reach, you know, he, he we've seen that he, he can he can put it together. And uh Yeah. You know, with Fedor Emelianenko at the age that he is, uh, man, it wouldn't surprise me one bit that yeah. uh Mitrion might get him. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you and I hope uh you know it, and Fedor's not even that old. You know, not not by any means, not considered by, you know, the MMA yeah, community. And certainly right? in the I mean, There's, there's plenty of guys in their yeah. 30s fighting, I mean, and, you know, yep. you know, and doing it in a healthy fashion. So, it's, uh, 
I just want to see him, you know, fly it, you know, I don't know. Not the second round is a bad fighter. It's just, uh, you know, everybody raves about Fedor, but if he's just going to be, you know, if he's just going to go out being the guy that, you know, you, you, you just want to put on your resume, then I guess that's what he wants. I can't. I don't manage him, so I can't really get into it. Yeah, but no, nah, but uh, you know what you're what you're saying is totally right. You know, if you if they're going to tell us that he's the greatest heavyweight of all time, uh, you know, and, and whatnot, then he's got to be fighting guys that are at least in the top ten. Yeah, definitely. And uh, he's a, or he's a, or he's got to be fighting guys on the bigger show, man. You know. I mean, he picked one of the two bigger shows, but right now all your all your heavy hitters are in the UFC. He's got to go fight those guys, and you know, I, it's uh, it's his management team. You know, he probably wants to co-promote or something like that. And, you know, they're not they're not you know, the UFC doesn't do that. It's like, hey, let's fight. You want to come in? You want to fight? I'll pay you. You're the fighter. That sort of thing. But you know. Kind of a weird deal, man. With the with him, I just wish uh, I, I wish I could see him fight somebody, you know, decent. Yeah. Two quick notes that I want to get your thoughts on. One, uh, UFC. The other UFC card. Ryan Bader closes out Nogueira in the third round. Little Nog. Uh, yeah. One of those guys that it's probably time for him to hang him up. I mean, am I right? It's time. It's time, man. Nog just didn't work good. You know, and I was talking to a buddy of mine, and they, we were rolling, and I said, man, he goes, man, it almost looked like Nog had been, little Nog had been working out with just a bunch of guys who were just telling him, yeah, man, you got this, you know? <laughs> and and uh, you, that guy's been through some wars also. You know, mm-hmm. the Nogera brothers are just known for that, and it's time, man. It's it's time he took a he took a unnecessary beating last night. He didn't need to take that beating. He should probably retire. Be a liaison and the other thing, real for quick. Brazil. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, without question. Um, he would he yeah. he would fit right into something like that. He's a you know like his brother, well known name fighter, and uh, yeah, would certainly be a goodwill ambassador for mixed martial arts. So Ben Henderson loses to Michael Chandler in his bid for the Bellator Lightweight Championship. Uh, I was a pretty big Ben Henderson fan. You know, he's one of those, another one of those guys that came from the WEC. You and I were both big WEC fans. And um, since he got submitted by Anthony Pettis, he just hadn't been the same. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's just not mentally or... I don't know. I, I can't explain it. Now I will say uh, I did not. I haven't watched the Ben Henderson fight yet. In fact, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. I'm actually watching that card on the man as we speak. But because uh, it's got some good, it's got my, you know, Michael Benham Page is on that card and a couple other guys yeah. too. But uh, so I haven't watched it yet. It's a fight I wanted to see because I'm kind of a, I'm a Michael Chandler fan, man. That guy. Uh, the guy's mm-hmm. a scrapper. He comes to fight, man. I, I love watching him fight. He, uh, I don't know how he won, but I knew it was going to be tough for Ben Henderson. 
Yeah, me too. I figured it would be a tough fight for him because, like you said, Chandler's a tough guy. No quitting that guy. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, Ben Henderson almost like for a while was at a point where he was the guy that people looked at and thought, man, it's going to be tough with his style and his wrestling to, you know, for somebody to get that belt off of him. And then all of a sudden he gets caught by an arm bar with, by Anthony Pettis. And, man, it just seemed like it's been downhill from there. You know, I heard that that yeah. guy's thinking about joining the, joining like the Army or something. His, his head might not just might not even be in the game. Ben Henderson. You know Ben Henderson? How old is Ben Henderson now? Is yeah. he 30, 31 years old? Yeah, I want to say he's probably in his uh, early 30s. That's what he wants to do, man. You know, more power to him. Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll say this about Ben Henderson, though, man. The, the guy, the guy's an animal. I mean, he's got, he's up, he's down, he can do everything. But uh, I have a feeling that you know maybe he's not, maybe he's not there mentally. Maybe you know maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just needs to take a break from fighting. It could be that. Yeah. You know, I mean, he jumped. He jumped right out of one organization right into another. He barely took any time off. So sometimes when you do that. Um, you don't really give yourself time to think. And, uh, you know, if he did it because, you know, there was some, uh, you know, the money factor was involved, sometimes sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes that only takes care of one problem, but it doesn't take care of what's really going on. So I hope Ben Harrison figures that out, man. So one thing I've got to mention and of course, we're an MMA podcast, not a WWE podcast. But um, Bill Goldberg, 90s wrestling superstar, returns to fight or wrestle in the WWE tonight at their Survivor Series against Brock Lesnar. And very rarely do nice things day. happen. Yeah, definitely for both of them, without question. Yeah. But very rarely do things in wrestling happen anymore that actually bring me out of my seat, especially when I'm sitting at home on my couch. But right. uh, the way they presented the match tonight, Bill Goldberg absolutely ran right through Brock Lesnar like he was a job guy. And um, wow, it was a pleasant surprise. Surprising. Um, and it was cool to see Goldberg back in the cage. He looked great. I think he's nearing 50. Um yeah, still looks like he be. was in tip-top shape. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think he still trains, and uh, you you know he actually uh, does a little bit of movie time, you know, stuff like that. Um, every once in a while, you see him commentate on Bellator. So I mean, yeah, I, I think he's around. I think he tries to stay in shape. You know, that guy's probably, you know, that guy was a real athlete at one point. You know, so it's uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's probably it's still mm-hmm. in his blood. I would think though, if they brought him back, if they brought him back, you know, for that type of a show, and had him beat that type of a superstar, had it being being out for so long, that they're probably setting up for a number two. Yeah, no question that they're going to have to bring that back. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was a, it was a great. Rock's got to get his. It was a huge payday. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and it it went over like gangbusters. The crowd was super hot, probably hotter than it's been in a while. You know, from a viewer standpoint, you know, sometimes it just seems like the crowd. You know, you're watching on Mondays or Tuesdays or whenever, and you're like, man, the crowd just is dead. They're cheering every once in a while, but this was the crowd was hot the entire match, and uh, WWE's definitely got to see dollar signs in that. Yeah, definitely. Good for them. Good for Bill Goldberg, man. To get back out there and uh, you know, and uh, do something, make a little bit of money, and uh, you know, open some young guys' eyes back up. Well, you know, and another another thing, you know, a guy, guys like Goldberg, some of the guys like Randy Couture, Dan, Dan Henderson, fighting in the UFC, proving, you know, that age again is just a number. If you take right. care of yourself and you train hard and you stick with it, man. Um, you know, your body can do a lot more probably than most of us give credit, give it credit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would, uh, I would have to agree with you there. And, uh, that's, yeah, that's why I continue to train, man. I won't stop it. You know, it hurts, you know, you get a little sore, but you know, as I, as I get older, I find different ways to uh, take care of myself and, you know, try to make sure that I'm not going to fall apart when I get up the next day. As long as you can get out of bed, that's a that's a win. It is a win. The pain, it's gonna be there. Ladies and gentlemen, but uh, the win is just being able to get up. Absolutely. But all right, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Majority Decision. Want well, to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to tell somebody about the show if you like it. Have a great week and a happy Thanksgiving. From us to you, everyone eat a lot of turkey.